0: Hi. Hi. I'm Eric. And I'm Lauren.
1: And you are listening to Podcast Podcast.
0: The podcast that talks about how great podcasts
1: are. How self obsessed.
0: Excuse us if
2: we're a bit funky. (laughs)
0: funky oh my god we are using a new crazy device can yeah.
1: you tell the difference do our voices sound a different ba, 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 ba. um we have to give credit to two rockin' people to help us with this new. so it's like, oh, a, re- don't a, it's thank like a fancy recording you're oh sorry i met three people oh, oh. including you oh, lauren yes, yes i did no i did want to thank you it wasn't hard um we we got to thank sherry yeah Who gifted this to you? Uh This amazing recording device Uh that makes it easy, and it doesn't have to go through the computer. Amazing! Is this so boring to everyone? And then we have to thank
0: DJ J for setting it up. I thank
1: DJ J for setting it up because thanks to him, we never have to deal with anything technical. (laughs) And I don't
0: even think Monty can turn this off. Like he Uh, can sit on it. Probably not. I feel like sitting on it would give him like a UTI or something.
1: I do feel nervous about like challenging him with that. So maybe yeah, let's just no, you're right, you're right. earmuff him. I re- yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> and I hope we're in the show notes section now because I have something very important yeah, to say. I want to hear it. I need to apologize. You, I came in hot last time. Uh, I got two things. I
1: disagree. I'm going to let you go ahead though.
0: Okay, number one, I was like bashing you for enjoying your strawberry yogurt. <laughs> but can I, I need to explain myself. Yeah. I felt like I was punching up because everyone was... Uh. Just strawberry yogurt i'm the weirdo who doesn't oh 100%
1: do you know I mean? it was also, kind of
0: like i don't know
1: also you weren't saying that i was an idiot for liking it you were just like uh, nothing like, could appeal to me less i was
0: yucking your yum it's not cool but i was thinking everybody it's like everyone uh, loves it you know what i mean
1: i have never heard yucking your yum i love that oh my gosh do you, you listen
0: know? to podcasts they say it all the time well i also don't want to yuck the yum of everyone who loves true crime podcasts because i also shit on them and i feel like listen It's fine if you like them. Just don't act like you're, like, an original. You know, don't act like you're a superstar or you discovered this thing. I was, like, being very mean. And, like, a lot of people like true crime podcasts. I often enjoy one or two.
1: You're thinking of a specific type of people. Most people listening who are, like, I love a true crime podcast. I dove through Dirty John. Like, those aren't the people we're talking about. You were mentioning some people act like it. They
0: listen to one, and it's my favorite murder, and they act like
1: it's their identity yeah, okay. and they're the only person to ever do but it but still
0: it's not mean to make fun of those people either I support anyone who wants to listen to podcasts agreed so I am sorry twice <laughs> I'm sorry to you and everyone who loves true crime
1: well on behalf of me and everyone who loves true crime and everyone who loves yogurt and the Chobani company, no apology necessary and accepted and we love you. Well,
0: I, I don't know if you've noticed this, but it is kind of my method, my podcast method, yeah, to yeah. just like come in very bullheaded about things yeah. and shit on everyone and then apologize later. But it, so it's like I always <laughs> am like really mean and then later I'll be like, whoa. Like I thought about telling you when you were editing, like, can you edit out all the parts where I shit mm-hmm. on true crime? And I was mm-hmm. like, that would be impossible because it's the entire episode. <laughs> it comes back over and over. And it's like...
1: Yeah Recurring Well I feel like that's why You're so good at this Is because you come in With like a strong opinion it, yeah, How boring I mean. would it be If you were like I don't care
0: Sure I care. Yeah. That's one thing they say about me. Yeah. I care.
1: They do say that about, about you. About the
0: wrong and unimportant things, but I care about those things.
1: And they also say you're chunky yet funky. Oh, yeah. They, they, <laughs>
0: oh, my God. I'm so glad that's caught on in your office. That's like
1: a um, a drag queen that me and my husband love, whose name is Latrice Royale. She <laughs> says she is chunky yet funky. I was
0: going to say, you've been saying it a lot lately. It must yeah. be like a new
1: thing for you. Guys. No, it's an old, old, old thing. But it just, oh. you said this, we're, we were acting funky and then it made me think of it.
0: Oh, my gosh. Well, let's. I'm going to bring that to my office. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's... But those, not the other one. That those are my
1: sweet. show nuts now. It's just uh, say Chunky at Funky as much as possible.
0: Well, I think we can do it. I think we can too. Even in this episode. Do
1: you think we can do a hundred?
0: I think I don't see why not. <laughs> there's there's nothing stopping us. There's literally... It's on. Unfortunately for everyone, there's nobody stopping us.
1: Three, two, one. Chunky, Chunky but Yet Funky. funky. That oh. Was, that was, I thought we were...
0: Did that count as two?
1: I thought we were just like launching it. Oh, Yeah, that counts as two because we just said it. Okay, that was
0: two. So uh, DJ Wu is keeping track. I can hear him typing. He must be typing.
1: I'm assuming he's not working. Yeah, I don't think it's one of his two full-time jobs that he's working on over there. I'm pretty sure it's keeping track.
0: He's he's ignoring us because he's so concentrated. (laughs) Okay. Um, Should we jump into the podcast challenge? Yeah.
1: I'm excited about this one. Okay. Last time I challenged you, oh, do people know what this is? Do you I want to tell them? Oh,
0: are you new? Yeah. Maybe you need an introduction. Yeah,
1: well, at least one of them's new, and their name's Denise. Oh my God. Give, them, give them the Welcome breakdown. <laughs> Hi. Hi, thanks for hey, joining thanks us. Thanks for coming, Denise. You seem real chunky at funky. Oh
0: my God. Yeah, that's so, what they say about Denise.
1: What is this segment about?
0: <laughs> well,. We challenge each other to listen to something a little new. Maybe it's something we, maybe it's something that we don't think the other person knows about, or yeah. just something we've been enjoying, or just yeah. something that we want to talk about we've never talked about before. Yeah. And you challenged me last week to it's been a minute with Sam Sanders and you were fully aware that I have listened to it. Yes. But we had never talked about it. Correct. And it's very odd because the exact episode you recommended to me was one that I had Oh, saved and almost so you nailed it.
1: Which I should have known that you would listen to that specific episode because you love Guy Branham so well, much.
0: It's so good. I kind of want to play a small clip because it really <gasps> moved it. me. Oh my gosh! This is the clip I was going to share. Yes. Guy Branham reading from his book "My Life as a Goddess," and I have been to a lot of author readings. This one really stuck out to me, and I think it's going to make you want to buy the book.
3: I am not supposed to be a goddess. I am very fat. I am bald. I have a faggy voice. My family is poor. My parents are uneducated. I dress like a wet three-year-old, as all of you can see now. (laughs) I am not supposed to like myself, and I'm certainly not supposed to think that I should matter. The world has spent a lot of time telling me that in the past 30 or so years. I often listened, because we all listen. The world is mostly full of fine facts and good lessons, but some of those facts and lessons were built to keep you down. And I got kept down for decades. Then I remembered that I was a goddess. I may not always feel like it, but I have powers. I am an amazing dancer. I'm quite ridiculously smart. I'm strong, I'm funny, babies like me. I have very strong research skills. I make passingly good Punjabi okra. I have a law degree. I sparkle on panel shows, as you guys can see here. (laughs) I'm very good at listening when I try. It's not amazing, it's not lightning bolts or control of the sea. I can't turn myself into a swan and have my way with whatever man I like, but it's enough for me. Isn't that great? Uh, I love that so, so much. thank you
0: for recommending that wonderful episode, and I recommend everyone listen to it. And then, guess what pops up in its feed today? What? An interview with Dan Levy. Uh oh, They talk about Schitt's Creek.
1: He's been making the real podcast circuit. He was on Keep It. He is going to be, I think he's going to be on Bitch Sesh.
0: Oh my gosh. He's well, making the rounds. So that's how you know this is a podcast sent from
1: heaven. So
4: yes. listen to
1: it. I love that. I'm glad that you were able to revisit
0: I am glad I got to share that with everyone, and um, because this is what we do, uh-huh. I am now going to hit you back.
1: Don't do it! Oh my god! Just kidding. Too late. Oh, <laughs> you chunky <laughs> yet funky. Did I use it, right? You did, like, it right. did it right. Yeah, okay. that was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: Um, have you ever heard of the podcast Bad Science?
1: Yes. You have. I have heard of this no one.
0: No way! I'm sorry.
1: No, why.
0: Oh my gosh, because I thought I stumped you. I really, really thought I stumped I
1: have you. heard of bad science. I think that I have found it in trying to find like great clips for this one. I don't remember if i listen to more than even one episode though
0: do you remember which one you listen to i don't well for the people that have no idea what we're talking yeah about,
1: tell me explain it
0: each week uh bad science pairs a comedian with a scientist to break down the scientifically inaccurate elements of popular movies and tv shows
4: mm-hmm. right it's like
0: funny and it's sciencey and it's movie which are all things that you like
1: it, all all three all of them yeah
0: um I listened to the Quiet Place one,
3: oh, which was so good.
0: Um, they had that's a, good one. a comedian and a professor of audiology on talking about like the sounds and like what would have made sense with the hearing aids and like what you know. Like it was so interesting. Yes, and they just published Ex Machina with Mary Holland from um, Wild Horses, Interstellar oh, a with speaking of Dan Levy.
1: Oh my gosh, right? he's everywhere. Oh my gosh, I like all those movies.
0: Yeah, I I. I'm so sorry, but pick pick one. You pick one, and we'll talk about it. Oh,
1: and truly, none of the I've listened to none none of these that you've listed. I think I listened to one like a year ago. You okay. know what I mean? Like I it was. I think ago.
0: like I should. You should listen to Interstellar with Dan Levy. Perhaps I, pick one, whatever you want. I'm just assuming. Wait,
1: was ready. um was Amy Adams in Interstellar? I
0: think so. You're asking was the wrong that, movie. No, book. no,
1: no. I'm I'm thinking of um that like Alien movie that she was in.
0: I you're. I don't know any movies at all. Yeah. So you're Okay. Well,
1: I know I saw Interstellar, and I, and I loved it. I think that's the one with actually Sandra Bullock. <laughs> Am I totally making this that up? That was
0: not Sandra Bullock. I'm pretty sure. Who
1: is in Interstellar? I'm looking it up because I want to find out. Um, yeah, that's the astronaut one. It is um, – oh, what? Why can't I picture this one? Matthew McConaughey, Anne Hathaway, Jessica Chastain – Okay. No, I can't picture this did one. someone
0: said Jessica Chastain? And I immediately thought Bryce <sighs> Dallas Howard. <sighs> yes. I don't get yes. movies. Okay. So anyway, yeah. Despite the fact that I don't know shit about movies, I still really like this podcast because I did see a Quiet Place, yep. and I was very interested in amused. There was one on Home Alone, like oh, with all the burglaries and injuries. Good one. Burglaries and injuries.
1: That's a know. good one. It's a blast. Um, I'm super excited. I feel like I have like tons of episodes to pick yeah, from. Yeah, yeah.
0: I can't wait to hear which one you pick.
1: I know. Okay. I, I really loved A Quiet Place and since you listen to it I'm a little bit leaning towards that but I'll check it, it out and figure do out which it. ones yes that
0: was one of those ones I listened to and then I was like super annoying for three days straight to DJJ Woo because I was like guess what I learned today oh and I you forgot one else? more thing yesterday oh my god guess you know
1: and John Krasinski had to get chunky yet funky for this oh role don't
0: you want to be that chunky yet funky person who's yes. just annoying the shit out of everyone yes
1: I do yeah oh, Uh, well thanks for cha- challenging me to listen to Bad Science I can't wait I
0: can't wait
1: too and y'all is listen along with us, yeah. Um, since we got to pay the bills, 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 should we hear from our sponsor?
0: Um, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, we don't really have time, but like, we got to do this. You I know, know?
1: we got to like bang it out. Uh, we always ask each other, too. We're always like, should we? we have li-? to. And it's like, we do it every time. Uh, and now a word from our sponsor,
0: Poshmark.
1: Ah, uh, teamwork. Mm-hmm
0: i thought i'd like help you looked a little confused thanks mm-hmm. thanks
1: so much you the uh,
0: confused face
1: on hey lauren i've been meaning to ask you something now and uh please be honest am i posh enough
0: um no, wait wait don't answer oh. I, I'm, I'm not oh. sure
1: i'm ready to handle the truth you in case you're wondering are definitely not fair it's it hurts but i'm a friend um you know, I'm on the edge, so, like, maybe I have a chance. And also, I don't actually think you'd be a good judge, if I'm honest. Uh, that's why I'm thrilled to use my new Poshmark app. Simply download for the low price of 10 weekly payments of ninety nine ninety nine for the five-year plan. Open it on your iPhone mobile device. Exit the app. Open Apple Podcasts. Give Podcast Podcasts five stars. Don't skip this part or Poshmark will not work. And then choose Apple Podcasts back to Poshmark. Open... And hello, you're here. Just type in your address and within moments, a man, woman, or child named Mark will come over to your house and tell you if you're posh or not. I mean, isn't it good just to know? I can't wait to know, even though I'm fairly certain the answer is yes. If you enter discount code podcast podcast now, Mark will even tell you what to do to become more posh. Because nobody is too posh, except for inventor of poshmark, Posh Spice. I have her chatter that she's sleeping with Mark and I'll bet she is, but don't tell anyone I told you because they, then they will not honor your discount code. They hate gossips over there. Uh, once you have listened to Mark, turn your life around and fix everything. Then order him back over at no additional extra cost. And he will return and tell you if you're posh enough to pass in society. He will even remember your address. I love that part. Lauren, I highly recommend you do this. Okay. And definitely Definitely use the discount code. I do not want this to hurt our friendship. Thanks, Poshmark. Wow,
0: thanks, especially if it's going to save our friendship.
1: Listen, I hope that I wasn't too harsh about how unposh you are, but like, I
0: mean, it's
1: just the facts of life sometimes. Yeah,
0: we're part, we're we're business partners. I don't want this to hurt the business. Yeah,
1: and yeah, like, I'm not coming to you with this problem without a solution. Right. Like, I am providing you yeah. with this incredible app poshmark who happens to be a sponsor and also you can use a discount code
0: yeah i'm a little surprised because no this has never come up before like no one's ever mentioned it but do yeah. you guys talk about it behind my back maybe you like, know an interve- is this an intervention to be
1: honest before poshmark the the app that we love so much like we kind of didn't realize how unposh things in our life were yeah. you know what i mean mm-hmm. and now like thanks to mark mine was a child by the way oh. um <sighs> thanks to child mark uh i just like my eyes are open i can see clearly now do you know what i mean the
0: the child was sleeping with victoria beckham
1: (laughs) no sorry sorry so like there is mark and then there's like the mark that will come to your home it's kind of like santa Santa. (laughs) exactly right exactly right we can't all get like like,
0: the business model seems rather complicated but like i'm just going to trust that it works
1: it's actually quite simple if you think about it and like i do want to tell you that child mark does come in a refrigerated box when it comes to your dress oh yeah yeah.
0: If I see the fine print. did. yeah. I, okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay.
1: I, I feel like the box sort of simplifies things. Right, Does that exactly. feel right?
0: The, everything about this simplified it. Yeah. Like as it, we go learn more, it just got simpler and simpler.
1: Exactly, yeah. exactly. I just like when I f- am finding out if I'm fresh, I want the child to be fresh.
0: Oh, oh my god, I love fresh children. You know what I mean? Whoa, should we move on? <laughs> That's <ooh. laughs>
1: no, we should linger on this for Seven more chunky at funkies. Funky at
0: chunky kitties.
1: <laughs> Perfect. I don't think I said that right. You said I'm it. Working you on said it, it too right. In fact, only? someone's Posh meter just went up. <gasps> oh, uh, really? yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Thank yeah. you. I'm so uh, loving this app. Thank you. And thanks, Poshmark. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, I am like about to scream. I'm so excited for our first clip. I
0: am too. Are you?
1: Mm hmm. Good. I
0: love fighting with you. It's,
1: it's, a, it's about to it's be a on. One.
0: I'm going to have to say some mean things to you and then apologize yeah. next episode. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Good. Get ready for it. I'm feeling like this might even get physical. Okay. <laughs> let's tell people what we're talking about. Um, I love this podcast. We've actually featured it before. So it's called Proof from America's Test Kitchen. And it's all about the weird and surprising backstories about um, food and drink. So the last episode that we covered was all about cravings, something I'm very familiar with because I like eating food. Uh, and other episodes have covered like fair food, like food you get at the fair deep fried Oreos at oh, all. I meant
0: like fair trade food. That's like, what I thought at first. No, Ugh. like deep fried Oreos. Okay. Like, yeah.
1: Cool. Uh, the The nasty jelly bean flavor line called Bean Boozled. Have you heard of this? They have flavors like boogers and like stinky socks and stuff. I don't know. I don't know. I know. And celery is another episode. It used to be like way in fashion and then it was like not cool. Whatever, whatever. Uh, This episode, though, is all about one of Lauren's favorite foods ketchup.
0: Oh my God. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So
1: last time you made me shit on strawberries and now you bring me ketchup. Wow. It's like if you could just put no I can't even talk about it if you could just set the American flag on fire you would do it huh
0: I I was thinking the same I was just about to go out and do that right now wow 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 okay so
1: catch up some people love it some people think it's totally gauche Lauren happens to be one of them But one restaurant has gone so far to ban the condiment. Okay. And this
0: What is the address of this restaurant?
1: (laughs) It's in Connecticut. You you should go. Um, In this clip, host Bridget Lancaster introduces one ketchup fanatic who grew up depraved of the stuff. Here it is.
2: This is reporter and ketchup extremist, Alex De Palma. And she came to us with a very interesting story about anti ketchup extremism.
4: Yeah, it's it's definitely weird considering how extreme I am about ketchup, but indulge me for a minute here because I'm going to play psychologist. I do love ketchup, but it's possible that the real reason for my interest in ketchup is that I grew up in a town with a ketchup resistance cell.
2: Oh, I love it. I love it. You always want what you can't have.
4: Exactly.
2: So go on.
4: When outsiders think of New Haven, they usually think of Yale University. Outsiders also, I've noticed this recently, say New Haven instead of New Haven. That's a different story. But those of us from there know that the real New Haven institution isn't Yale, it's Louis Lunch. So Louis' lunch is spelled L O U I S, like Louis, but it's pronounced Louis. Sometimes Lou's. I probably will use those interchangeably. And Lou's is well known for a couple of different reasons. The main one being that, according to the Library of Congress and Louis' owners, they are the birthplace of the American hamburger.
2: That is. No small
4: claim. No, it's not. And that's probably why the status of the birthplace of the American hamburger is what gives them this authority for number two, which is their ketchup policy. And that policy is no ketchup allowed ever.
0: Chunky yet funky.
4: Right? Okay,
1: so here's the thing. This restaurant claims that the ketchup changes the taste. Of the of like their high quality burger, Mm -hmm. but what they don't tell you is that they also have cheese whiz on the burger. Mm -hmm. So like, what is the truth? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean?
0: Mm -hmm. Like, where are their standards?
1: exactly i just like sort of don't buy it and they say they even say in this episode that like it feels like it's maybe gimmicky if they're oh, putting cheese well, with on it we're talking about it yeah this
0: is gonna blow i mean we should have warned them before we talked about it because they're about to go out of business
1: that's so true just like when I mean, if you're listening um, now diners we, drive-ins, we. and dives features a restaurant they like you know shut up. it down yeah um okay talk to me about why you hate ketchup <laughs>
0: It's not really my fault. When I was a little girl, it was not allowed in the house. And if my mom bought it, my mom likes it. Uh And I asked her why today, and she said nostalgic purposes.
1: This is interesting, Mm -hmm. and it's something we'll talk about too. But why was it not allowed in the house?
0: My dad thinks it's too sweet, which is why I don't like it. And it's an abomination of the tomato, an Italian
1: favorite and <laughs> yeah.
0: it's disgusting so my mom would buy it and he would just throw it away yeah. like not even asking so I just grew up with it not in the house and it was kind of like a taboo Yeah, and I don't like it yeah it, you
1: just don't like it but do you feel like it's like gauche and like other people should not I use think it
0: other people should super enjoy it oh great I love it when people enjoy it yeah
1: but you, it just like kind of bums you out
0: I don't want it yeah please yeah no
1: okay that's super fair yeah. I don't think I ever knew the full backstory
0: yeah I mean it's um, deeply ingrained
1: Wait, we talked about nostalgia, um, or you said nostalgia. They they talked about, like, that might be why people love ketchup so much, is, like, there is a nostalgia. There's something sort of Americana about it. Like, as kids, like, you Absolutely. use ketchup, and I think that's really interesting. Yeah. You're sort right. of selling that nostalgia.
0: Yeah, and, like, my mom ate it with her foods when she was a little girl, so that, it totally yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And me, on the other hand, I was, like, like – like kicked out of the house if I brought you know what I mean I'm like it's ingrained in my brain yeah
1: um when was the last time you had it
0: oh my god I have no idea that's so funny maybe since when I was like 10 or something like honestly
1: and um do you okay if you're if you're having like a veggie burger well okay I was talking to Alan about this too my husband and he was like well Lauren doesn't really eat foods that you would eat ketchup with right
0: well, veggie burgers.
1: I was going to say, if you have a veggie burger, do you put condiments on it?
0: I like, and now this is funny because it's sweet, but I like barbecue sauce because if it's sweet, yeah. at least um, it has a tanginess and a spice. I like really, really had spicy. Yeah, got to balance out the sweetness. Yeah. And I like yeah. With onions and pepper. Like I like, yeah. just, it just has to have, cu- like the ketchup is just like a sweet Like, black, Like, nothing. Yeah.
1: Um, Okay, you're talking about how sweet it is, and you know why it's sweet, and I know why it's sweet, but I feel like not a lot of people know that ketchup has so much sugar. Like, all the sugar.
0: How much? Compared to, say, (laughs) vanilla ice cream.
1: Oh, well, okay. Just doing some quick calculations Mm -hmm. in my head based on the knowledge that I previously had, not on things that are written down in the show notes. I would say that cup for cup, ketchup has 21 more grams of sugar than vanilla ice cream.
0: Okay. That is interesting, but... No one is eating a cup of ketchup. Please tell me no one is. One hundred percent. People
1: are putting a cup of ketchup in their meatloaf. Just so you know, I'm I'm serious. I've seen it happen. A full cup in the meatloaf. Maybe two cups in the meatloaf. Squishing around with ground beef. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, uh, Anyway, you're right. No one is eating that much ketchup. But the point is, there's a ton of sugar in there. Yes. Um. You're not gonna remember this, but do you remember when I was on? I
0: do remember. <laughs> Sorry, whoa, whoa! I I jumped the gun. No. I was so excited. I, I totally love
1: remember. that you remember. I was on a date. I kind of don't remember the details, but I was on a date.
0: Quantum Leap.
1: At Quantum Pasty Leap Village, and it's like a cool vegetarian restaurant. And you happened to be there, and you came running over, of course. And I was embarrassed because like we were eating ketchup. We oh both gosh, had I ketchup. I
0: did not know that part of
1: the yeah. story. Yeah, I f- can't remember if I mentioned it at the time. Being I, like, sorry, we're I eating ketchup. I
0: didn't know. <laughs> I felt embarrassed. I, I I just assumed you were trying to impress your date because it's like impressive, but like to eat ketchup. Yeah, uh. it's, like, it's like you're like showing off, you know.
1: <laughs> well, that's the thing. I do feel like in some company, it's like it is like day class A to order ketchup at like a nice restaurant or something.
0: I think it's day. But I say all do what time. you want. i yeah. mean, sure. No, I do. No, love no, no. I
1: and I I know you support people.
0: Um, I did listen to the whole episode and really enjoyed it. My favorite fact was that. Yeah. Nixon's favorite snack. Oh
1: gosh, this is tough to hear. Are
0: you going to be okay? Yeah. Uh cottage cheese with ketchup. And ketchup. I'm I'm gagging.
1: And I here's mean, what I will say. I do love cottage cheese. I
0: love cottage cheese. Yeah.
1: But with ketchup? No. Why? That's tough.
0: But why? Why how? Well, the
1: other thing, the reason we found out this fact was because this person who was a, you know, a ketchup lover, the, uh, Alex De Palma, who's a reporter. Um she tried it. She was like, let me oh, try my. this out. Oh. What? Who no, thinks no to try that to out? Because no, 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 she put not, not ke- she puts ketchup on everything. We she know it's she not carries good. ketchup in her bag.
0: You know what? I would be a tad curious, though, if I loved ketchup. Because I don't love ketchup. Like I, I would be a tad curious. Okay. I feel challenge. Okay. If I was yeah. a reporter, I'd be, I feel like it was my duty.
1: Now, this is all in the same realm, but you know what is really good with cottage cheese? Hmm. French fries.
0: I can see. Isn't that poutine? Kind of?
1: Poutine is like it gravy is. and cheese Oh, yeah, cheese, cheese curds. curds. Oh, yeah, duh. Yeah. Good call. That is kind of gravy. I mean... <laughs> kind of. Poutine.
0: It's kind of funky yet, yet chunky. chunky. It is! And, and
1: it is literally chunky yet funky.
0: Yeah. Oh, my God. And in New York... I'm not even going to call it cottage cheese anymore.
1: <gasps> chunky funky sauce. Yeah!
0: Ah! Sounds a little gross.
1: Because it is.
0: But not grosser than ketchup and cottage
1: cheese. Well... Thank you. Honestly, I'm, I I want to sincerely thank you for talking about ketchup for this long. Oh my
0: gosh. I'm glad we talked about this. I feel like you've been stewing about it for years. You just be honest with me. I know I'm mean, but like, <laughs> this is like one thing I'm not going to be mean. You about. make
1: me nervous. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I just saw this episode and I was like, oh, we have got to other talk people about are
0: it. you afraid to tell me this. If you are no, afraid, no, no, no. email laurenmissell <laughs> at hotmail.com.
1: Quit pushing your hotmail email at everyone. Oh okay. Knows. If y'all want to listen, the. Uh, the podcast is called Proof, and this episode was Ketchup! Or Ketchup, as some might say. Oh, no, we didn't
0: even get to that. Oh, my <laughs> No, because it's not worth... No, no it's it not hurts, worth talking about. It hurts okay. my stomach and my ears.
1: What is our second clip, please?
0: Um, are you aware that there's a podcast called Pivot with I, Kara Swisher and I, Scott Galloway?
1: I love Kara Swisher. I was not aware of this podcast before.
0: I am super obsessed with Kara Swisher. Yeah. Like, everything she does. Yeah. Um, well, um pivot is i don't know they talk about tech and you know you you it's her whole brand yeah silicon valley um but she's actually not on this episode it's called tech addiction and how it might be ruining gen z but it's still good like i almost didn't listen to it because i was like where's kara but like it's still really good yeah um uh, Scott is um, here with guest host, his NYU colleague and bestselling author, Jonathan Haidt. And they dig into the college call-out culture. Do, uh, do you know what this is?
1: Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Do you want to tell people how would you describe it?
1: Yeah. I mean... It's it, dummies. It's the idea that like... Wait, I think I think I know what this is, but just that, like, college students are very apt to call folks on, like, insensitivity and, like, bad use of language, that type yes. of thing. Yeah.
0: And it's a rather new phenomenon. And,
1: like, comedians especially are feeling it because they will tour and they'll do colleges and stuff like that. And, like, they kind of can't get away with stuff on college campuses that they can't elsewhere. Right. Right? Exactly. And, yeah. like,
0: when we were in college, we weren't doing this. So it's new. Well, and it's... I was. I
1: had a diversity jar at my front desk. Oh, <laughs> If people like said something insensitive, they had to put money in.
0: Nothing less of you. You started it. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Actually, I'm going to Wikipedia and put in that you started it. <laughs> do you mind? I am literally doing that. Yeah. Do you mind? Okay. Um, <laughs> but it's also affects the comedians, as you said. I think about it all the time with comedians, but mm. also professors. And oh, Scott right. and Jonathan are professors. So, and they're kind of talking about how this like cultural of fragility has left this young generation of students unable to cope with the real world, and how that's going to affect companies Mm. um, and institutions. And they worry that we might not be able to have public conversations at all anymore. (laughs) No big
5: deal. Have you noticed the signs in the bathrooms Mm -hmm. at Stern? Yeah. So yeah, it's, you know, it says it basically, it's it's basically says if you see something, say something we have a bias response team and uh, students, students are told here are three ways you can report anyone who you think has uh, shown bias uh, and which and the data, sh- I mean, what, the, what they're basically responding to, most of the cases are students reporting professors for something the professor said in class. So, you know, we're all teaching on eggshells. And I think the corporate world, obviously, um, you know, you always have to be politic. You always have to be careful. But I think it's going to get a lot worse. Yeah. It's uh- – You know, you'd like to think universities would be a safe place where we'd be a little bit more generous with each other. And if someone, in an attempt to be provocative or push the boundaries of your comfort zone around learning, that we'd be generous with one another. And I find that that generosity is disappearing.
2: Exactly. Go -hmm. ahead, John.
5: Oh, that's the heart of the problem. So as a professor, as an academic, we trace our lineage back to Socrates. He is our patron saint. And what did he do for a living? He provoked. That was the whole style. And so you had he couldn't really do it in downtown Athens. And what they did was they they removed out to a grove of olive trees uh, just outside of Athens where they had different norms. Um, and they created the kind of community in which people challenge each other, and out of those challenges and conflicts, the truth emerges. So that's our foundation myth. That's our origin story, and that's the way I experienced the academy until 2014. Yeah. And 2014, 2015, everything changed. And now I am not provocative. I don't tell jokes. I, you know, because I have to teach to the most sensitive student in the room.
0: Um, before this clip, they were talking about how basically it's kids born after 1996. Mm. So- That are markedly different, Mm -hmm. uh, super affected by social media, screens, phones. Um, The whole conversation is very interesting. I recommend you listen. It's pivot tech addiction, how it might be ruining Gen Z, how this fact that they're, um, you know, on their phones, which makes them depressed and when we're depressed, we're less likely to be generous with one another. This mm. is like interesting, right? I've never totally. thought of it this way. Yeah. So if we're less generous with, another, with one another, we're more likely to report something that we don't agree with. We're less likely to listen. And we're more likely to lash out if against people who say something we don't like. And Jonathan's talking about the patron saint of Professor Socrates, and mm. you, you know, and um, he says, out of challenges and conflicts, truth emerge. And the so- Socratic method is all about debating and asking and answering questions and stimulating critical thinking. And um, I, I, it may, almost made me a little sad to hear him say, I'm not provocative. I don't tell jokes. I have to teach the most sensitive student in the room, not the average student. Um, I'm sure that you've thought about this before. What do you think? Because it comes up a lot, especially you were talking about comedy. That's, yeah. What do you think?
1: I mean, I do think... Um... One, the the screen part is really interesting. And I think, too, we've talked about, like, the anonymity of um, engaging online. And I wonder if call out culture online because you can be whoever you want and you're not really accountable for it. If that sort of, subvert, like, creeped into our real lives where we just, like, feel anonymous and can call people out. But um, I a little bit feel about this, like I do about the um, Me Too and Time's Up movement, which is, like, I do think we kind of have to go extreme.
0: And someone's going to get hurt along the way, and it's Someone progress. might get hurt
1: along the way, but it's still progress, and then it'll kind of even out. But, um, you know, there was a time when, like, students, especially students who were being marginalized or oppressed in classrooms, weren't able to speak out, and the most sensitive student was actually the student who was, like, just least represented and most hur- hurting and in pain. Like, So I do sort of feel like... The idea that, like, oh, this poor professor can't tell jokes is a little bit the same as, like, oh, these poor men in the workplace can't, like, be flirty. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, I don't feel that bad.
0: Well, I think I, it, this confused me because I yeah. don't really believe the teachers – I don't want them to be afraid. I know. Oh my God. Can you imagine? I don't think my teachers were afraid. And think about all that you miss.
1: But I do feel like
0: – You can still be a good teacher, yeah.
1: Yeah. And also, I think that the holding um the, the teachers that you're picturing in your mind who are like the, you know, dead poets, society stand on the desk, inspiring teachers, they're going to find a way to inspire anyway. The the teachers who are really saying problematic things and making their students uncomfortable and offending students, um, they're kind of the ones that we that this that these students are targeting. Right. Yeah. So. As much as we're maybe making it more inflexible for the cool understanding teachers, we're also make holding accountable the teachers who are saying shitty things. Right.
0: But good people will get hurt along the way. That's yeah. why I'm so conflicted about this. I know. Because that made me go, Oh because I think about my my teachers at Western Reserve Academy, the private school, like Yeah. I can, very private involved. high school, yeah, yeah, not even yeah, college, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like there was no they didn't have rules. Yeah. <laughs> um so but then I think about Louie and making that comparison, I'm definitely like, no, you're not allowed to say that. And I think the decision I came to was like, okay, Louis, do whatever you want, but like I don't have to give you money.
1: Exactly. So
0: keep on doing whatever you're doing. And if you make money, then I'm that sad, and but keep on going.
1: And like you are still, you still have agency to say things to hold them accountable, mm-hmm. you know?
0: And, um... But a professor, it's not the same because a student is paying money yeah. to get their education and their grade is on the line. There's a
1: power dynamic. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that you bring up your four-year private high school, though, because there was time for these educators to earn earn your trust and vice yes. versa.
0: It was a very close community.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So I wonder if that's a key factor here is like someone who you have for three months you may not trust in the same way as someone that you yeah. had for a year ago and that your friends and colleagues are telling you like, oh, they're fantastic and blah, blah, blah. Yeah,
0: and maybe this isn't healthy, but I think it was just understood. Yeah. Mr. Breaker throws dictionaries at our head and <laughs> says disgusting things to us. Oh, but gosh. He's we, lovable.
1: But like, would your experience have changed if he didn't say those things and didn't throw books at your head?
0: I I loved having him and I can't picture another relationship with him he got us so passionate about learning and woke us up and pushed our boundaries and I, I I'm sure that he would have been a great teacher without <laughs> without doing those things yeah. but it also kept me more engaged like I don't yeah. know and but I trusted him you're right I really really yeah um Mr. Breaker had been a teacher for how many years like 50 years before I got there I'd been hearing wow. about him you know oh my what I mean gosh. like I anyway
1: do you, I don't know the things he said, but do you think there might have been other students in your class who felt deeply uncomfortable Probably. by those things and didn't feel comfortable saying something? Probably. So I feel like that's who are protecting. Like, yeah, it's wonderful that like you know certain students feel comfortable and certain teachers yeah, feel no, engaged. Yeah, but... totally
0: right. No, but um, we oh. were we were just talking about Louis because he's like <laughs> back and like showing up at comedy shows in our neighborhood, and we got into a discussion. DJJ and I, if Louis stepped on, to, we go to a lot of comedy yeah. shows. If Louis stepped onto his age. Would you leave? What would you do?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Well, have you you decided what you would do?
0: At first I was like, yeah, I'm leaving. Then I was like, no. I want to say – because I'm trying to be more empathetic to him actually. Um, We recently on this podcast talked about pedophiles and Mm -hmm. how – it's it's like a sickness. It's I, right. I'm, not, I'm not trying right. to feel bad for pedophiles, but there's something really, really wrong with them. And it's very sad that we can't address them or help them.
1: But but then it's also like, yes, the the thing is a sickness, but then how you act is on Absolutely. you. right What but you do, yeah.
0: I'm just trying to have a little more empathy for him. You're yeah. right. I do not like how Louie handled yeah. everything. Yeah. But I am just trying to be – and also, so I would see that as an opportunity just so that I could say, no, I gave him a chance. I sat through a set. Yeah. And then say, so I'm not just talking like, oh, I heard some stuff on the internet. It's like, no, I was there and it made me very, I don't know what it feels like to have that happen. Yeah. And it'd be interesting to have that happen and feel like it was, did I really feel uncomfortable or was I thinking I should feel uncomfortable? You know, like how uncomfortable was I?
1: Interesting. I mean,
0: I can tell you right now the jokes are going to be funny. He's not funny anymore. Yeah. So there's that. But like, I think I would stay unless I got so uncomfortable that I literally, I would test it out. Yeah. What do you think you do?
1: Yeah, I think I would probably stick around but be unresponsive.
0: Yes. What what we talked about last time.
1: Yeah, oh right, not feeding the beast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It makes me think too about like this Kevin Hart stuff.
4: Yeah. It's and kind how of disappointing
1: a lot. that is and um it I mean that's the same thing about like oh you're being too sensitive. Mm-hmm. It's people used to be able to say things and blah blah blah, but he he A he never apologized. B he's outwardly said um he does not have any interest in aligning himself with the LGBTQ community or being an ally. He has no interest in being an ally. The things he said were horrific and are also still up on his Twitter feed. If you don't know Kevin Hart year, years ago, maybe five, six years ago had a slew of horrible, horrible homophobic tweets. Um, and
0: not the homophobic tweets are ever funny, but they were like, not even jokes. They were just mean things.
1: It was like about how if his son ever wanted to play with a dollhouse, he would beat him with it. Stuff like that. He would call people fag. He would call people homo. It was like really deeply offensive stuff. And then he, um, you know, the he was hosting the Oscars and the Oscars was like, you have to apologize. And he said, nope, I'm not apologizing. And so he quit the Oscars. And yeah. so it's become this big thing. And he hasn't deleted the tweets. And I feel like people are like, oh, it's he's apologized. Like, just move on like, with it. And it's like, n- no. Well, like Ellen. Well, yeah, that was infuriating to me. Ellen had him on his show and was like, don't listen to the haters. You should be on the Oscars. I know who you are. And it, I feel like that was as bad mm-hmm. as someone like Sarah Silverman saying, and, and, this is my friend. I know him. He's never done this to me.
0: And way more disappointing. because So all, disappointing. Yeah. But um, on
1: this huge platform that then tells other men it's OK to say these things and tells other young kids if these sentiments are hurled at you, it's fine because someone will probably apologize mm-hmm. later. It's just like, ugh, it's well, I'll
0: make another quick podcast recommendation because uh Terry Gross interviewed him on NPR.
1: Interesting. And
0: I was like, okay, maybe we'll get a intelligent conversation out of this one. Yeah. Because no one can do a better job than Terry Gross. Yeah. And it's really good because she does not cut him slack good. at all. I good. recommend you listen to it. But what I realized when I was listening to it was like, oh, Kevin Hart is not smart enough to have this conversation. Mm-hmm. I was like, thinking he really sucked, and he does. Yeah. But listening to him talk, I was almost just like, wow. Oh, you're
1: just sweetie. A dummy. Yeah. You like know. you don't
0: even know. Yeah. So it's kind of like I can't even talk about it anymore. It's yeah. Like, you're just stupid, and you have way too much power. Yeah. Stupid people with power.
1: Well, he's already losing like endorsement deals and stuff like that, so that's very good. Yeah because these things have consequences. Like you said, he can say whatever he wants. He can tweet whatever he wants, but, um, this is a capitalist society and people can stop by, you know, companies can see him as a, yeah. a risk and stop making movies with him and stuff. Yeah. Like it's all about public, public support and where people put their money.
0: Yeah. I've kind of been arguing with my dad about this. Cause like I keep on saying like, People are like, lay off Louis, and I'm kind of like, I don't know. I think he's not really getting it that bad. Like he's getting like at all. Like people are saying things on Twitter, but like he's still
1: he like went away for eight months. Yeah, but that's he's, it.
0: But he's still going. He's still here. Exactly. My dad is like, yeah, but his movie was canceled. Like, good. And I was like, yeah, he ruined people's lives. Like yeah. there are consequences. And
1: also, his movie being canceled has nothing to do with any one person talking badly about Louis. Yeah. That's because the studio said. We don't think people are going to buy this movie mm-hmm. because of your public mm-hmm. perception, because of your actions. So if his Louis movie is canceled, that's Louis' fault. Yeah. What is like? What are we Louis talking about? He's
0: acting like it, something happened to exactly. him.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's so frustrating.
0: Yeah. Well, let's Sorry. just hope when we're out there, he shows up on stage and oh. we can report back and say what it's like.
1: Let's <laughs> say what, say what happened. Yeah. Kidding, I
0: really hope that doesn't happen. Same.
1: I hope he goes away. Wow,
0: here. that was a trip.
1: I took us on a diatribe and I sincerely apologize.
0: Oh, my God. No, that was great. We ended up talking about comedy. I thought we were going to talk about Socrates. Oh, my God. I, I, all roads lead to comedy. It's true. Uh, all roads
1: from Socrates lead to yeah, stand up comedy. It's true. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Socrates it's... has a lot to do with comedian well
1: stand-up is all about personal philosophy right Mm -hmm. and how you perceive the world
0: and that's why we got here
1: Uh, look at us love it couple of smarties (laughs) oh
0: my god we're trying (laughs) i think we're ready for the next clip
1: that was great i feel like it was not the conversation that you had planned but such a good clip that launched us into a really interesting conversation um, and if y'all want to listen to the whole episode, it's Pivot Podcast with Kara Swisher and Scott Galloway. But Kara's not there. But Kara's not Still in the one. Still sticking, yeah. Uh, the episode is Tech Addiction and How It Might Be Ruining Gen Z. Whew, I feel like I got too heated on that one. Am I sweating? No, that was
0: very good. Wow. You were not sweating.
1: Okay. Uh, okay, we're jumping into our segments. And our first segment is titled, it's a brand new segment. Oh we gosh, like to have brand I new segments. I <laughs> love new segments.
0: There's almost
1: nothing I love before. I know. Um, it's called, Are We Screwed or No?
0: Am I supposed to just answer right now? No.
1: Okay. Uh, we I? play the clip. Oh, yeah, you can answer. I would say no. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So oh. then you'll also answer once we play the clip. Okay. okay. Ooh, uh, so nervous. I'll set it up first. Okay. <laughs> no, both. Both is perfect. Okay. In fact, it's even good to see, did you change your mind? Okay. Are we screwed or no? Uh okay, so Note to Self is a podcast from WNYC Studios that examines how the digital age affects our lives. They talk about online identities, how the dark web affects the opioid epidemic—that one's really interesting—and um, bot armies. But in this episode, host Manush Zemarati in and law professor Laura Donahue look back at the Supreme Court cases that defined privacy for the digital age, and how the Fourth Amendment is still a really crucial part of the fight for digital privacy. In this clip, they're discussing the implications of a Supreme Court case from 1979, which is called Smith versus Maryland. Um, It determined that the government could access a person's call history without a warrant because the phone numbers were already recorded by a third party, in this case, the phone company, right? So because, in theory, someone making a call has, like, shared, quote-unquote, that information with the phone company, the government can search that information without a warrant uh it's kind of a shitty like you know bypassing of the law really um it overturned a previous case that had determined that because phone calls had quote a reasonable expectation of privacy when you get on the phone call you expect it to be private um the government couldn't bug a phone without a warrant so that one kind of undermined it um here's the clip
6: And now maybe you're thinking, well, I don't have a landline anymore, and I can't remember the last time I was in a phone booth, so how do these cases about the expectation of privacy apply to me now, here in the future?
2: So if you fast forward, you know, four decades and suddenly we're in an electronic age, the government's argument in the NSA surveillance case is, well, according to Smith v. Maryland, you have no privacy interest in the information that you confide to your phone, right? So information that's actually inside your home, inside your computer, right, inside your files, inside your diary, that's protected. But information that's held by a third party, and no, that information is not protected, Sure, those documents on your hard drive at home are private. But
6: thanks to Smith vs. Maryland, anything you share with a third party is fair game.
2: Yeah, well, if you think about it, there's so much information that is available now out there. So if you think about just locational data, right, you have RFID devices, uh, GPS chips, you have vehicle monitoring systems, VMS, you have CCTV with some of it is biometrically enabled, right? You have all of these ways that individuals can be monitored as they move through public space.
6: Police cannot search our cell phones without a warrant, thanks to a 2014 Supreme Court ruling. But what about all the information, your location, your emails, passing through the phone, in and out to companies that provide the services? So what digital information can the police access without a warrant? All of this is up for debate. Think of the recent case when law enforcement asked Amazon for anything the Amazon Echo had recorded in the home of a man accused of murder. Did he share his conversations with Amazon? What does share even mean? The other thing that you wrote about that really surprised me was that law enforcement regularly uses search terms to bring criminal charges against individuals.
2: I didn't know they could do that. What is happening right now is the government is monitoring traffic upstream, like that crosses Internet servers. And they are scooping up that traffic and then they use it to bring charges, which is essentially a general warrant, right? We have returned to general warrants, which was the whole point of the Fourth Amendment was to prohibit general warrants in the United States.
1: (laughs) Do you change your answer? Can I quickly Are we screwed or no? Can I
0: quickly make a side note? You sure can. Um, I enjoyed that because my hands got a little rest. I put the microphone uh, down. My yeah. you know how I get microphones? Yeah, hit? you do. But I also wanted to tell the listeners, you know, sometimes on podcasts they're like, We'll be right back for a quick break and you can totally tell they did not take yeah, a break. Yeah,
1: that's true. We, we actually, actually listen. listen.
0: Yeah, we like have um um sensual eye contact. <sighs> I mean, Deep yeah. Oh, that is not sensual. What are you eye doing? Contact. That, is, that is okay.
1: What are you talking about? are ah. I mean, about?
0: <laughs> um. Anyway, we do listen to it together, so it was really good to hear it again. Yes. I'm sorry, but I.
1: Are I, we screwed or no? I
0: don't think we're screwed. Okay. I mean, ooh, I have a very simple solution to this problem. Oh, say it. Oh my god, I just figured it out. <laughs> say it. I didn't really. Oh. <laughs> but
1: but I do kind of just think my solution is
0: like okay. The laws has got to change. Yeah. Because when we made the laws, this was before all the shit. So,
1: uh, yeah.
0: somebody smart changed the laws. Well, Hello?
1: I mean, they talked about, like, this, the Fourth Amendment was, was created four or 200 years ago. Yeah. So, like, how could we apply that to something that our founding fathers couldn't possibly have imagined?
0: Right. So, just someone think about it and yeah. make some more rules. Well
1: a lot of people do feel like we should revisit the constitution but then a lot of other people including people no, who shouldn't. are on the supreme court
0: i know no you should i do believe you shouldn't touch the constitution but i i disagree oh really I yeah oh this is the so right, tricky the right I know. to bear
1: arms there I know. were not automatic I know. I know. like mind, weapons then you know
0: i just i love the constitution but your rights Yeah, right, so i do too we don't We can't have nice things.
1: Uh, There's a play that's transferring to Broadway that you have to go see called What the Constitution Means to Me. It's written by this incredible playwright, Heidi Schreck. And she talks about her personal experience with the Constitution. And she did in high school, like, Constitution contests to earn scholarship money. And it's just, like, the most moving and wonderful and, like, Constitution-loving play it's so good i want to see it again and alan hasn't seen it so we should go together
0: oh my god can we do it yeah in the books yeah it's amazing well well, let me think uh made me think of sarah solverin's i love Love america yeah which by the way we've been watching and thank you so good but it's like i love it so much that i can be really critical about it so i i shouldn't say i do love the idea of the constitution oh completely right that's what i think i meant yeah i actually Yeah, that's it's just very tricky. Yeah. I guess that's why no one's figured it out. It's
1: true. It's not not straightforward. So in case you don't know, the Fourth Amendment protects against unreasonable search and seizure. Basically, it was created to say, like, you can't go into someone's house because you're pretty sure there's something bad in there. Like, you have to have hard evidence that there's something bad in there, and then you have to get a search warrant, and then you can go in there and find the bad thing. Um, But now the government is accessing our digital data without warrants or with like general warrants, because we technically share the information with our cellular providers first. So same with this like phone Supreme court case, they're now like, well, okay. Verizon has that information that you've technically shared with them. AKA it's just how provider service works. So we're now allowed to take anything without warrant from your phone. Right.
4: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, It's kind of nuts. Um, what do you think do the benefits outweigh the greater right to privacy
0: i don't think so
1: no because some well sometimes they use this information and it like catches terrorist cells mm-hmm. and it like they they just busted up a pedophile ring speaking of based on accessing this digital information with effectively like a general warrant so it does do some good but it's just we lose a lot of privacy in in the you know in and, a wake.
0: and what it is to be a human with Free will, yeah, and, like rights, and yeah.
1: stuff and stuff. It's interesting. I feel like I used to say, like, well, if you have nothing to hide, it doesn't matter. And I don't know. It's just not that simple.
0: I'm definitely the girl that goes through the security at the airport. Like, I don't care. feel me up. But that might be more of a like me thing. Just like liking it, you know. Like
1: you are like a big fan of pat downs. I
0: just don't care. Yeah, they're You're like, like sorry. I'm like go for it. Check
1: it. Check out. Check, out, check all me out. I'm yeah. chunky yet funky. Right get into it
0: but yeah it's not because of privacy i'm concerned about my privacy i just want to show off my body okay <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly right Whew. well Thanks if you want to find out if we're screwed or no <laughs> listen to this podcast note to self it the episode my mind right well i think i still i still like your positive outlook that we're okay. not screwed but um this episode was called the fourth amendment needs your attention i mean
0: but real quick yeah we're screwed.
1: I mean, we are for sure screwed. Or at least we should be like paying attention.
0: Yeah. But also like other reasons. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, yeah, that's yeah,
0: true. But like, okay. <laughs> um, Should we talk about something a little more fun?
1: Let's do it. I'm not
0: sure if this is it, but <laughs> let's do it anyway. I mean, it's the co- from a comedy podcast yes, that I love. Yes, Um, This is a Bible lesson segment I oh, love Bible lessons. Yeah, I started worrying that I was going to turn the podcast into one big Bible lesson because <laughs> I love Bible lessons this is from a funny feeling mm-hmm. podcast um and we've talked about this before uh, it's a like a ghost spiritual uh spooky thing podcast with comedians betsy sedaro who i love Ugh. and Marcy jaro so I love funny so much they're so good um, it's ridiculous and i actually called into the show and i was on the show so there's i'm famous
1: uh, so famous
0: um but and also uh, the guest is Ryan Stanger, who mm-hmm. is the host of the Dumbbells, mm-hmm. and I DJ we should listen to this one because we love Ryan Stanger. But he's always like he's very broy. He talks about football. He's like always talking about fitness. That's what his podcast is about. Uh-huh. This was a whole new side of him. Yeah, it was awesome. But so they're kind of talking about like I don't know. They're just asking him what he believes in, kind of. And I my takeaway kind of well, I'm gonna play the clip first.
5: Maybe like Pete Holmes or something was talking about heaven or like the like the creator, and he says it's like uh like dog we're like dogs trying to understand the internet.
4: You know, which is like yeah. an interesting thing. and then, thought that was cute? I You're thought like, that was so cute. You saw like a golden retriever with yeah. his glasses on being yeah, like, I don't being know being how like, to turn like, it on. Honey, yeah.
5: honey, is this Netscape? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I imagine kind of dogs being like my mom. <laughs> just, uh, figuring out that internet, man.
4: <laughs> uh.
0: Okay. First of all my favorite part is like that was definitely pete holmes he's like i think it might have been it was that's such a pete holmes thing to say and pete holmes is always talking about god
1: yes so
0: we're sure yeah like without a doubt that that was pete <laughs> holmes like we can credit him 10 out of 10 but i love that idea i know because also like they're kind of talking about is there god or isn't there a god and my takeaway was like, okay, there's a God. If th- in my head, this is mm-hmm. how I was consuming it. Uh-huh. But like trying to explain it is very silly, and we're gonna yeah. be fools if we're like, well, I believe in God. This is it Here for is what sure? It is. Like, yeah, you don't know. But I, I mean, and I feel like with that definition, it allows everyone to kind of believe in something. Yeah, and there's not as much arguing. Like, um, I just yeah, it's a good way to describe something I've always kind of believed.
1: Yeah, and you're so right that people get bogged down in the details of like, well, no, it's it's this specific thing and this is how God came to be and this is how God views us and looks at us and really like none of us could know that and
0: also like giving very specific features to God that like yeah. I mean well speaking of that I'm going to play this little clip from Food for Thought and they're talking about does God exist is God a woman like Ariana Grande says hey. and how silly is that
3: I don't know
1: whether or not she is a bottom, although I will ref- I will refer to her with feminine pronouns okay. because life is better when you are referred to by feminine pronouns, in my opinion. <laughs> and I will also say that I firmly believe that she is a bottom. God is a bottom. God <laughs> oh is my a God. bottom. Church God Dennis, is the bottom. Book one, chapter one, God is a
5: bottom. Yes, thank you. Darnell.
3: So when I think about God, I think about, I want to, I, I use a more expansive term, spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm certainly sure that the the spirit of my ancestors are, are tried and true present. Um, and in that way, I understand then the spirit of my ancestors, of a larger sort of cosmological system um, that's, that is bigger than gender and gender norms and gender ideas. So I don't even want to ascribe a human sort of oriented gender idea to a spirit that breaks is that open. That. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So in that way, the spirit is queer
4: Ooh. in the best Ooh. ways possible.
3: And Ooh. and
4: by End that... Episode, yes. That's all we need to say. Done.
0: So at first they're talking about this and I was like, oh, this is silly. They're giving like dumb, like... Descriptions Human of God, that make, and like, but yeah. sure, whatever you want to believe in. If you yeah. want to believe in God, and that's you think, but God is a bottom, cool. Like, By I honest. seriously, yeah. But I really liked what the. I, I'm so sorry, I forget the name of the guest who was speaking, mm. but him saying like, I don't want to ascribe those traits, and but to him, God is queer, and that kind of makes the most sense of all to mm. me. So, you know, I don't know. I just kind of enjoyed that.
1: No, totally. I think if anything, it shows that like to. To put a human gender, which is a social so construct anyway, or a human like relation, or the human sexual like, none of that makes sense. None of that makes sense yeah. to put human traits. And the only reason we say he is because we have always lived in a patriarchal society, and the people who wrote this stuff down were extremely patriarchal. Right. It's the only reason there's even a gender pronoun ascribed to this being.
0: Right. I would advise it as people like say God is whatever makes you the most comfortable to talk to God you know whatever makes your life easier to think about things Mm. and ask for things or whatever um I hope this isn't too much of a leap but it kind of reminded me of um, the this is water speech are you familiar with this? Mm -mm. um uh, David Foster Wallace, before he, uh, he wrote Infinite Jest, before he committed suicide, which, why did I bring that up? But that's what he's very famous for. It's very yeah, sad. Yeah, R.I.P. Um, he's a very wise man. He gave a, a um, college speech at Kenyon mm-hmm. and kind of talks about the speech, this is water, and I'm just going to play a really brief clip of the speech.
1: There are these two young fish swimming along and they happen to meet an older fish swimming the other way who nods at them and says, morning boys, how's the water? And the two young fish swim on for a bit and then eventually one of them looks over at the other and goes, what the hell is water? (laughs) This is a standard
4: requirement of US commencement speeches, the deployment of didactic little parable-ish stories. (laughs) The story thing turns out to be one of the better, less bullshitty
1: conventions of the genre But if you're worried that I plan to present myself here as the wise older fish explaining what water is to you, younger fish, please don't be. I am not the wise old fish. The point of the fish story is merely that the most obvious, important realities are often the ones that are hardest to see and talk about.
0: That just made me think about Mm. the things around us, the things that we're in. We can't describe them. Mm -hmm. And so if my God is all around me, I can't even describe my God. Yeah. So anyway, it's... Bible Lessons! Do, do,
1: do, do Good one.
0: Thanks for listening.
1: I like that Bible lesson.
0: Are you ready for our next segment? Yeah.
1: Does that mean it's time for Segment Segment? segment. segment. You know what I think about this segment? I think that it's Chunky funky yet, yet, funky. yet Chunky.
0: <laughs> oh, you- one of us I like, said that wrong, I like but I'm not that sure like we say it who. differently. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it doesn't really matter. It's probably me. <laughs> Same
1: thing. Yeah, <laughs> Um My segment segment is that my younger sister is having a baby so Yay! soon. Oh, my <sighs> God. And I'm so excited. What's the date? Well, her due date isn't for a few weeks, but um, my mom was early with all of us, oh and um, the baby is like pretty big so oh, we're super excited everyone send her good so vibes exciting. that everything goes super smoothly oh, my God. And that...
0: does it feel like it's Christmas every night kind I'm of like, oh, yeah kind of
1: I am I do if I get like a call from a family member I'm like Ooh. Oh, so we're, we're just waiting in anticipation and I can't wait to meet her That's amazing I know
0: I'm so, so exciting for her. I'm, she's gonna be the best mom
1: truly she's the most caring and compassionate person there ever was she's like so sweet and like intuitive and thoughtful and she's a nurse so she like knows all the health things and she's
0: funny and curious
1: she yeah and playful she's hysterical you all don't know her but
0: she's eric's sister like she's
1: (laughs) awesome and she's like way cooler than me and so you know how cool i am (laughs)
0: yeah
1: picture cooler yeah 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 it's hard to do because i'm so cool Mm -hmm. but it's true
0: I mean if that number just keeps getting bigger. The baby's gonna be fucking awesome. So true. I'm very lucky. Oh, to have you? That's nice.
1: I can't wait to meet. But not this me. Ball. I refuse to be involved. Oh, so don't ask for noted. anything. Noted. Okay. Noted.
0: <laughs> um, my segment, segment. Geez, mine is okay. Mine is not as fun and oh. a little weird. Oh. Um, have you ever heard of plantar fasciitis?
1: <laughs> yes. Yes.
0: I haven't. I know. I know. And it's like it's okay. So it's kind of like a. But problem with like nerves. I don't really know. Yeah, it's
1: bad. It's painful. It's very
0: painful. Um, but I'm I'm not super stressed out about it because it's not bone. I've okay. had that before. That's yeah. a nightmare. And it's not muscle even. Right. It's going to go away. I've had it before. It's fine. Yeah. So it's just making me go through this odd thing where I'm kind of not really limping, but I have to walk very tenderly and slowly. Yeah. And it's, it's just been very interesting because like I feel like huh. I'm used to like literally running to work every day. Yeah. And rushing Everywhere I go. yeah. I walk to work now, um, very slowly tack on 20 minutes to everywhere I go. Yeah, I'm looking around, I was noticing graffiti today and the sky huh. and the lights. Interesting. And at work, I make eye contact with everyone and it's almost a little awkward because uh. I'm like, like <laughs> here I come, you know what I mean?
1: From like down the hall, you're like right. waving, yeah.
0: I, and I'm just like smiling. Yeah. And I feel like it's a softer version of me. It's forced me to slow down. So it's like, the things I don't like about myself is that I'm so intense and it's really softened me up. Like That's I'm- so interesting. I'm a lot more thoughtful and careful.
4: Yeah. And,
0: um, not as hurried. It's kind of nice. And I know it's not forever. So it's like, what can I take away from this? Yeah. You know? I like, so I'm, that. like learning a lot. And then I was just thinking about how, like, I hurt myself very badly a few years ago. And that was the worst thing that's ever happened to me because I'm very lucky. But like, there were a lot of good things that happened when I hurt myself. Mm. I learned a lot about myself. Mm. And I was just thinking about how, like, I have this scar on my leg from that surgery. And I, I was like, with my mom one time and she goes like honey i don't know your scar and i was like no my scar's fucking awesome yeah it's like my wound that proves that i did it and yep. i love my scar and so like injuries and scars they're like really fucking cool because it, it proves that you like pushed something and that if, if i don't ever want to be a person that never gets hurt you know and, takes yeah. a risk. and i'm usually a very cautious person so i like those stories mm. i like the stories of people that that push themselves and 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 were set back and had to learn and like become better I, I think that they just make you better people
1: and like you're saying a scar shows you that that person has learned something that other people have not right they've gone through an experience and gotten a perspective that other people don't have you're I want right.
0: to ask everyone about their scars yeah I really do because every scar is a story
1: yeah totally
0: have you what's the worst injury you've ever had I mean I've seen you very sick
1: yeah I that was kind um, of
0: the same thing right you probably well, learned a lot
1: that's true i would say my to- the tonsillectomy was like a, a pretty tough that's probably the toughest thing but like you i've been i mean more so i've been so so lucky with health stuff um knock on something yeah seriously um yeah super super lucky yeah. But that surgery was probably the most painful. Well, that
0: was awful. I That's could tough. tell. I yeah, could
1: tell.
0: <laughs> You're not <laughs> laughing at my jokes. So it was awful for me.
1: Yeah. Must have been something wrong. Gersh. Well, I hope that your plantar fasciitis goes away quickly.
0: Thank you. But I'm enjoying it fine. Yeah. I mean, it kind of sucks. But also, it's. I feel like people like feel bad for me or something like yeah. that sounds really nice to me oh. like i don't know it's just interesting it, yeah. it'll go away and then i'm gonna become a maniac again don't worry
1: i can't wait until the day oh. <laughs> when you don't look me in the eye and you run past me
0: oh my god <laughs> speedy recovery oh. wow well, i learned a lot this time another one bites the dust uh-huh. and our um uh if you could off the top of your head remember how many times we said Bunky yet chunky. Yep. Then email Lauren to at hotmail.com and or, you can win a prize or
1: tweet at us. Love your podcast. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You could win something. I'll yeah. steal something from Eric's house and you can have it. If you guess the correct you number. I always
1: steal things from my house to send to fans. Do-
0: is there anything left in that thing? You're barely, welcome. Marie Kampas says get rid of you're everything. You're so right. You're yeah, so right. You're, you're decluttering for me. Happy New Year. Me. Thanks. Okay.
1: Um, I'd like to thank our Chunky yet Funky editor, Kara. Oh my God. Add one to that number that you just came up with. Did mm-hmm. um, And all of you for listening and DJJWoo and Sherry for our great new equipment and Monty the intern cat. And um, yeah, that's all.
0: Thanks. We love you.
1: Bye. Bye. <laughs>